So the title of this morning's Dharma talk is Untraceable Sources. Unsearchable causes, untraceable sources. So especially when you're when you're working with it within a closed system, like where do trees come from, uh, you know you can find that because the very nature of that uh, is tree-like, roots, bark, leaves, usually. Might be some exceptions. But when it comes to your mind and what is arising in your mind that is giving you difficulty, or what is arising in your environment that is giving you difficulty, Don't waste a lot of energy trying to track it down. A little bit. You can do it, go a little bit in any direction. It's still the middle way. But the mind, the very nature of, of consciousness uh, that has manifested as human beings. Who you are isn't even human being. You probably know that. This is temporary. But we tend to grasp to our humanness, to our family, to our name, to our culture, to our beliefs, to our opinions. Pardon me. Because we want something. We want to have some kind of idea of what this is, what this is about, what's going on. <clears throat> so we actually allow. I'm not saying you shouldn't allow the, to receive communication. I always say give everything your attention. Best kind of generosity. Very simple to do. Quite often, people don't know that you're so being so generous with them. It's just because you listen, giving them your attention. You can't, excuse me, you can't really communicate if I'm just going to listen to you. And sometimes, even when people listen to you, uh, they do what they hear, what you think what they think you're saying. They don't hear what you're saying. If somebody hears what you're saying, they won't know exactly what you're even talking about. And then, well, unless it's something fairly, with a very, very tight system, like how to make cornbread. And even that, is, there's a lot of disputes. There's whole books written on cornbread. Is, is cornbread really necessary to use corn? Now, somebody's gonna come up with something because people are so bored with their lives they want to fill it with some kind of paraphernalia of something. But we're here to try to find out what is the fundamental nature of being alive, being having, having consciousness that apprehends everything, the world, and that adds to it conclusions about the world, about what we should do, what we shouldn't do, who we are, where we should go, where we should stay, where we should leave, where we should... Um, Everything it's just it's just loaded with it, <clears throat> and we get uh, magnetized into that because uh, those kinds of things look like, depending on the nature of the propaganda that's coming our way, it looks like well, uh, I can do this. I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. I've almost got this figured out. That's a painful thing to witness. I've almost got this figured out. Wham! Almost got this figured out. 
torturing ourselves. I'm not saying you should, if, if some kind of difficulty or pain comes your way, that you should try to stop it or shut down on it or treat that as uh, a waste of time. You may have to fight back with some things. But it could come out, if you have a, if you have a strong awareness practice, it's more than likely, uh, more than likely it will come out of your awareness of the situation rather than your conclusions about the situation. If you're operating out of conclusions, depending on the degree to that, you'll, it can be right down so that you're so close, you don't even know what's happening in your world because you, your world is just a bunch of conclusions about the actual activity. As I've said before, I'll say again, if you don't understand, questions are always in order. If, you, if you're actually paying attention to what's happening around you, you won't know what it is. Fundamentally, you won't know fundamentally what it is. You may settle for layer number three, which is still a bunch of opinions and, and, and conclusions and ideas about that situation. The willingness to actually look at what arises moment by moment, if there is such a thing as a moment, moment by moment is, uh, this is the beginning of compassion. You can't have compassion unless you see what this is. Uh, otherwise, it's just highfalutin sympathy, which is may feel good to you. You may feel like you're so caring, you're such a caring person. Sometimes you hear people brag about how caring they are. You know, I just spend all my time thinking about others. I'm always thinking about others. Horseshit. So it seems to be about, as meditators, as people who uh, are trying to train our minds, whether you consider yourself a Buddhist or a student of Buddhism or something you're checking out or something you're fully ordained in this path, whatever it may be, awareness. Just prioritize that a little bit. Give it a little bit of room. And what is that? It's the space in which things occur. Awareness is not a conclusion. And a, a conclusion may happen in the awareness, and if you do nothing with it, it will vanish. Just the nature of impermanence. Nothing stays or lasts for very long. We might think that living for 70 or 80 years is a long time, but relatively speaking, it's nothing. We might think that we're pretty important because we're taller than everybody else. <laughs> but really, it's nothing. There's lots of things taller than you are. <laughs> Most things. <laughs> so the encouragement is to not abandon your ideas, your opinions, your beliefs, or the things that show up as your reference point for how to live your life and what you should do. It could be anything from my job, to my relationship, to my family, to my, uh, my age, being very young, being very old. There's always some kind of reference point showing up somewhere and what should you, what should you do with them? Just look at them. If you have to go to the reference point, you won't be able to help it. You won't be able to, it'll, it'll just get you, pull you towards it. But if you, if you, if that is happening with awareness, then it's not exactly, you're not exactly a prisoner of that dynamic because there's a lot of understanding coming with that. What does understanding look like? Space. No conclusion. To understand is to, uh, not necessarily conclude.
time's flying, isn't it? It's already June. What year is it? Huh? 2018. 2018? Oh, yeah. I'm with that guy. <laughs> Say to. So if we find ourselves whether on the cushion or off, pulling on those threads, um, trying to look for sources, what do we do? Just look at them. If you see that you're doing that, that's that's what's necessary. It's not about stopping anything. It's something I talk about over and over again. That's probably why I give so many talks. I get scolded sometimes because I talk too much. Well, do what I say, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> What am I saying? Observe. Don't miss your life by covering it up with your ideas, your hopes, your fears, your whatever it may be, and live some kind of life that is missing what this be genuine, be who you are. I learned that early on from my from uh, my first teacher, and uh, it took me decades to understand what that was. That didn't mean you have the right to do whatever you want to do. What does it mean? Lose the war. Don't fight with anything. And don't look away from anything. Don't ignore anything. Seems easy, like when you joke around some, about something like height, that we can all laugh about that because it's pretty agreeable that I had no say-so in that. But can we see our other tendencies and traits in that same way? Sure. There isn't anything but traits and tendencies. It's just easy to point that one out. Like someone who's really, really smart. I mean, we know there are people uh, on the internet, on YouTube, who are really smart. As a, what's the saying? Too smart for your own good? I think that's it. Yeah, that's good. They're so extremely smart, sophisticated, and good with concepts that they what become scholars, become politicians, they become diplomats. Uh, I, I, heard, I heard on the... A good description of a diplomat is someone who can tell you uh, tell you to go to hell and you look forward to the journey. <laughs> somebody who just knows how to do that, advertising. So I don't make it sound so sweet, apparently. Go ahead. How do we get trapped in something like being smart, thinking we have a say-so in that, with something like height, we are pretty... Clear that that's not any of our doing. Yeah. What are you asking me? Why does it look like we have say so of some of our trades? Don't do why. Now ask me again. I want me to ask it for you. What is that? That's the question. What is it? Whatever rises, the next thing that arises in your mind in 20 minutes, in three hours, in three days, uh, something that wakes you up in the middle of the night or something that is difficult for you, say, say what? Don't say why. Why will draw you? Because it feels like a solution. The self-centered mind wants to go with why. Why? Because there's a good chance you can find out who's at fault. And, and there's also a good chance that it might not be you. It might be your situation might be your mom who didn't raise you right or didn't treat you. I got a whole bunch of those. I spent a lot of time pointing the finger when I was a uh, 
six feet tall. Another way of measuring time, how much you shrink. Well, in height, anyway. Go ahead. What's the end of that? <laughs> I thought so. It, it's pointing out the self-centered mind as the source of blame. I'm not, not I, I hear you, but I'm not sure exactly what. Well, I, I'm curious about um, characteristics of, yes. of this of reality, of this complex. Yeah. And, and often in this, in this format, we discuss the self-centered mind. Mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 it occurs to me sometimes that using that concept could stand in as a, as a way to blame the, the reason for our suffering. What's the question? Uh, is, complicated. is this self-centered mind uh, blamable? No. What is the what is the value or importance of pointing out the self-centered mind? So you can see who's to blame. <laughs> so there's always it's always works both ways. It's, it is and it isn't, and and it's difficult for. For people who are working on a on a uh, 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 some kind of validation, some kind of proof that works, okay. As I was talking about a closed system, a, a tree, something's physical. A little bit uh, works sometimes in the psychological area. A little bit, but it, it only goes so far. And you'll notice that materialistic science, if it gets to something it doesn't understand, and it's saying we don't know what that is. Maybe we should look into that. Maybe we should encourage people to look. People who have an understanding. Like psychic phenomena, flying saucers. I'm not looking at it. Not, they're not going to look at it. I'm going to just stay with what we know because then it looks like we know stuff. This, this is true in the meditation community too. You, I mean, not, not that, uh, and I'm one of them, doing the same thing on my own in my own way. I understand something. I'm trying to tell you about it. Other people understand something. They're trying to tell you about it. Some people. You're going to resonate with me, or resonate with someone else, or maybe you resonate with no one. It's the polarity part of it that is confusing. It looks like some things are true and some things are false. This is a misunderstanding, a very, very deep one that is right on the surface. See how I did that? Very, very deep, but right on the surface. Yes. I'm wondering in what, what way... I bet you are. That some paths, or that all paths, are not necessarily correct or incorrect, and yet we place more importance on certain paths. What's the question? Are some paths dead ends? All paths are dead ends. <laughs> you can quote me. Is there... I'm not, I'm not sure. That was a good statement. Yes. What is the purpose of, t of taking a path then? To see that there's no path. You can't, 
find out there isn't anything unless you first go there. First, you go there. This is this is why the the this is why uh, people in ancient times, the Buddha and others, sat down and looked at this whole complex we call the human being, the human mind. Sat down. Maybe they sat like this. Maybe they sat like that. I don't know. They they very much uh, very likely held still and watched what the mind continues to ramp up and ramp up, or tamp down and tamp down. Passion, aggression, or shut away, ignorance. Those three seem to be the ones, and they're working all the time. They're working now in this person, or I couldn't talk about it. This, the, the karma that arose here has not gone anywhere. It's likely to go somewhere pretty soon. But it hasn't gone anywhere. So what, what has changed? Has anything changed? Has this person suddenly... Become enlightened. That's a rhetorical question. No, it's not. Go ahead. Yeah, that would be my mudra too. Because we don't know exactly, we don't really know what that is. We could we can be kind of flipping about it and say yes or no or kind of or you know, find out if there's there there are no separate beings anywhere. And it's an astonishing thing to begin to understand. And depending on the karma that arose as you and your life and your family and your your height, your weight, your complexion, your race, and everything is a we keep going to that to reestablish some kind of meanness or our personhood. Yes? How can we not know what our karma is or where it's coming from without going to war with it? You might have to. We all kind of start out going to war. Are you still going to war? So. And so when I say, don't go to war with it, I know you can't stop. I can't stop. So I know you can't stop. So, But I know that if I say that, you'll... You'll, you'll look at that, and, and then you'll see the way you keep doing that. And that's uh, the, 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 the aspect of the consciousness that is, that is observing that inability to stop something that is coming out of dependent origination. It's powerful, and it's the beginning of humility. And that humility may never arise as recognizable to the one that's happening to and may not arise to others. Yes. Are there paths that are incomplete? All paths are incomplete. I'm just trying to understand the difference between something like the path of meditation and then something like the Westboro Baptist Church or <coughs> something that just doesn't seem to serve anybody. So when all, all paths are incomplete or a dead end or not true or not false, what differentiates something that seems, apparently seems to be helpful as something that is apparently destructive? Oh, good question. So I think the, the way to work with that is to understand that it's a really, really big picture. It's a really big, huge, it's not just this earth. I'm not going to get into some kind of alien metaphysics or something, but I'm just saying it's, it's really gigantic. So this is why it's important for us rather than to go and evaluate 
the Westboro Baptist Church or the Theravadans as uh, regards the Sarvastivadans or the any other Vadans, you know, and say who's doing who who's who's got it right? Who you know is a is, is Bhikkhu Bodhi right? His his commentary and uh, his uh, Theravadan approach, or is uh, is this you know setting anything up, or is this kind of Zen or that kind of Zen, or, or the Tibetans? Which one of the three four lineages, or are the the Shentong or the Rangtong? Um, empty of self, empty of other, all of the various elaborations on it are, this, are just that, they're elaborations. And so the important thing to uh, to understand as we practice is it's awareness that the path eventually becomes your path. It's not something you're no longer following something else. You start out following something else, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, the Twelve Links, and you start out with all the structures, and then as you go, you, you, you find that you're they, those reference points got you to some point, and uh, and then then they they're, they're there, but you're you're functioning in a I don't know if you want to call it functioning in a completely different way. Very difficult to talk about that without going into some kind of well, they're they do they have their head up their butt and they're going around in circles and they're they're worshiping false gods or whatever, or they're just worshiping gods. You know, I mean, I were going to say, but then the Tibetans, they've turned it around and they actually created a bunch of gods. And, you know, and then you've got Vajrapani and White Tara and Green Tara and Chenrezig and all those deities. So, I mean, it's, it's quite a mix. So that's why I would say the very best thing is use, very best thing is use, if this path is uh, your path, use this path, but uh, don't set up standards. I mean, there are, stand uh, there are already standards. This is the time we start, this is the time we finish, the bell rings, uh, come and practice, sit down, hold still, watch what moves. Don't add, don't subtract, and don't divide. And at the same time I say that, I also know that I can't stop doing that stuff. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not asking, I'm saying don't do it because I know that will bring your awareness to the movement of that in, in its, uh, in its uh, fundamental state, the, the actual movement to push, the movement to pull and the movement to close off. That's what needs to be observed. If you, if you see that, there isn't anyone to attain liberation. Uh, who you are, you're already not separate from the Buddha. This is third turning teachings of the Buddha that you're studying right now. My way of saying it. It's already the case. We're just, it's covered over with fear, and with hope, and with anal analysis. What is that? Analysis paralysis. We've got to figure this out. Right and wrong arise out of our belief in separation. Yeah, yeah we, we believe that. I mean, it's not that you know we, we can hammer ourselves with saying you know the massacre that just happened in Virginia Beach is well that's wrong. But yes, it's wrong. But you know, whoopee! Was that, how hard was that to come to that conclusion? <laughs> of course, it's wrong. But 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 what is that? What is it deeply? What is it? A human being who is so miserable and so tortured, not apologizing for anybody, that they they came out of nowhere or out of the office they worked in and it was such incredible resentment and anger uh, towards others and, toward, and then it would probably go back towards themselves and say, well, I can't kill myself, I need to kill others. Who, know, who knows what, what happened? And the, the, the circularity there is so incredibly powerful and intense that, you know, I'm not... I'm all for gun, 
gun control or whatever. People can do whatever they want to do, but, but nobody's going to the source of it. And why? Can't find the source. But people are trying because of this, because of that. We need to fix this. We need to fix that. And this is what politics does. It works on the surface. It's a materialistic approach. It's not a spiritual path. Yes? In meditation, when you, I don't know how else to put it, other than have a rest from thoughts for a long period of time, how, when you're looking at that, how do you know that's not ignorance? Ask me. You're asking me? It's not ignorance. It's meditation. You couldn't ask that question if it were ignorance. It means you're actually looking at that space. You're, my way of saying it is you're, you've noticed that for a long period of time nothing much arose or occurred. So, how do you know about that? Did awareness arise in the space? Awareness doesn't arise. What doesn't exist can't arise. What does not come into existence is not compounded, can't arise. Awareness is everywhere. It doesn't belong to anyone. It's an astonishing thing to discover that you're not a separate being. And yet you still get wax in your ears. So exactly, this is a, you do a lot of sitting meditation. And you hear, you, you hear me, uh, when you talk to me about it, I encourage you to keep going. If I could, if I could get everybody to sit more than they sit now, there isn't a person in here that I wouldn't say yes. Sit, hold still as much as you can, as much as you can. If it, if all you can do is twenty minutes uh, every three days, and at least do that, it takes a lot. More. I thought you were going to ask me about that other thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right there. Um, okay. Can we differentiate a closed system from an open system? Probably not. Because even the closed system, it just is more available. I mean, it's a tree. You know, it's a buffalo. You know, it's a, a lamppost. It's some kind of... Uh, the. Uh, phenomena part of it but it's very difficult if you start to get into the area the area of uh, uh, the buffalo that you saw when I said the word buffalo because that's that's also dependently risen so with the help of your consciousness and my uh, vocal cords or whatever however you want to look at it together we created that buffalo in your mind which way was it facing this way or that way I was thinking of one going that way mm -hmm. <laughs> Did your horns go this way or go that way? This way? That's an antelope. <laughs> See, I'm just saying that the, 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 so we kind of ignore the, the, that area of our mind where things are just incredibly, I mean, you can, there's so much happening there. And sometimes when people discover that, if they're visual, they, they become, become visual artists or they, or they might become poets or they, when they realize how fecund, I think is the word, or how much the ability of the mind is to just create everything. And if we're suffering, we tend to create a lot of problems and issues and propaganda and judgments and so on. It's very difficult to avoid that. But it is possible to be aware of that. And if, if the, with the awareness of the passion, aggression, ignorance, or the pushing, pulling, and shutting down, 
you also will begin to see eventually see the way that gets its fuel from other plate from other you'll be able, be able to see the the tributary streams where they come from you won't be able to see the source but you'll actually see that everything that looks like one thing is fed by uh, innumerable other things it's called dependent origination pratitya samudpada and this is the this is the, the amazing this is the genius of uh, of the historical buddha is everything is dependently arisen he didn't say, except this one thing. <clears throat> there's no self in the skandhas. There's, there's no self, there's no other. You can't find any separate thing anywhere. And yet everything has all this amazing separation. Uh, stone woman gets up dancing. The wooden man begins to sing. Go ahead. Question from Gil Kadoa from um, Minnesota. I know her. <laughs> I know her. She asks, is looking for how things are connected the same as looking for sources and conclusions? Perhaps not. If you're looking at the connections between things, then, then it, it, it looks, sounds more like curiosity about it, which is a really low-key aggression. What is that? Kind of like uh, transcendental nosiness? Would be a, what is that? What's going on? Going out, what's going on in my mind? That's how you're supposed to look. Purely looking. You don't see anything. That's good. Empty headed. Other questions? Joseph. What is going to war that's uh, actually not going to war? What is not going to war that's actually going to We think about it. Um, well, if you're if you're fighting with, with someone, but uh, about something, and then you're justifying it by saying, "I'm not really doing that. I'm just pointing out something to you," or but actually, there's some kind of a you've weaponized your language in such a way that the person feels attacked, and you're just thinking, well, I'm "Just saying what the truth is." Oh my God, that kind of thing. You ever had that kind of expression? Oh my God, I'm totally indignant about somebody thinking I would even attack anybody, but yet you have, as a word that's popular these days, is weaponized. You've weaponized the prayer flags. Horrible. Put little spikes all over them. More? Um, I've noticed that yeah. sometimes it feels like, well, maybe if I'm more aggressive right now, then that would actually be less going to war. You want help? Yeah. Don't do it. Don't, don't validate aggression by thinking maybe if I'm more. If you're saying thinking maybe, you're gambling with uh, with uh, you're you're on the fringe of your life, gambling uh, on the fringe. You're out on the fringe of gambling with things, you know. And I don't say go back to the center. I'm just saying, just just consciousness. Just be aware of what's happening. Be aware of the tendency to do this or not do this. Just be aware of that, and don't don't get particularly magnetized into. Uh, you know, picking up the gauntlet so you can go to war, just because it looks like in this case I need to go to war. Shows you. Uh, is is to say that something is dependently arisen a conclusion? Yeah. How is this conclusion helpful or, or skillful or? It's dependently arisen. Is it is it not another thing that could entangle our? 
it can if you if you cling to it, sure. But the idea is to is to understand what it's pointing at and not cling to the pointer. We we need we can't talk unless we have language. So if you think you're going to be able to talk and not have language, even poets can't manage that. Even John Cage tried to have music with no sound. Remember John Cage? Remember what he sounded like? Repetitive. <laughs> huh? Repetitive. I thought you said competitive. That would have fit better. <laughs> Isn't he the min minimalist composer? Hmm? John Cage is the minimalist composer. Yeah, minimalist means nothing. Or not much, except his quite large presence in the middle of his composition. I really like this stuff, too. Yes? Is, um, is any agenda a form of warfare? I don't think you, you could say any. There again, it's the idea of being, uh, the fixation being, being fixed on it. You have an agenda to go and make a peanut butter sandwich. You start to do that, and somebody stops you. you know, that's when you go to war. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what were you thinking about right there? I'm just there seemed to be some kind of a like a purple thought. <laughs> maybe maybe it was pink stripes in the middle of it, going. Rrr. Go ahead. Is there movement that's not warfare? Yes, there is. Peace. There's movement that that has no agenda. Has no no wish for something else, and has no has no uh, is uh, the fancy word that comes out of the tradition is uh, uh, is dispassion. And dispassion doesn't mean there isn't some passion. There isn't, it doesn't mean you don't have feelings or emotions. It just means that it can't find itself to buy into it. So it doesn't belong to anyone. It's uh, the, the the intense way that it was taught. Uh, Trump uh, Rinpoche would sometimes talk about anger without hatred. That sometimes you're in a, a situation that is so filled with confusion and, and it seems to be rotating around and you're a being who's in the middle of this and you get angry about something. But you don't hate anybody. You may, you, so you're not going to be able to be this, uh, this beige person uh, in some kind of uh, glowing robes who has suddenly attained... Uh, light coming out of your ears. Uh, this, 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 is, this is meant to support us to practice. It's not meant to necessarily that you're going to turn into that. Michael. Does not going to war become going to war when we become attached to the idea of not going to war? It sounds like a Show no question. <laughs> um, paraphrase yourself. When I become attached to the idea of not going to war, it, and that seems to be from my experience what in the non-violent, non-war movement years ago was that you get attached to that idea and that you begin then the idea of not going to war breaks down because you're actually in a war. I see what you're saying. Was that the question? Yes, sir. Yes. Other questions? Further answers? 
Go then. You said if you know what you're looking at, you don't, won't know what it is. And we talk about three poisons in Buddhism, and it seems that the poisons cause suffering. But lots of times we're poisoned, we don't even know what the source is. So how can we see the poison without making something of it? Persistence. Nothing lasts. So if you if you're you're asking that question because the way in which you've been working with it, it still seems to have some stability to it, and you're not quite sure how to get that to stop. So and this comes from your own uh, stubbornness and your own aggression, if I may be so bold as to say that. Thank you for the permission. Uh, so the way you the way you work with that is to watch it. It's don't trace it down. Don't look for some way to control it. Look at what it is until you don't know what it is. And then you'll see that everything is impermanent, starting with your projections. The solidity you're pointing out is actually a projection. tell the difference between characteristics and projections? They're the same. I mean, at some point they they divide up and magnetize you uh, in one way and leave you behind in another way. But they're the, they're the same. From the point of view of this practice, they're the same. <clears throat> Don't do anything with them. They'll differentiate themselves. If you go in there and start sorting it, what you're doing is you're actually, you're missing your life. You're missing that part of your life that you're hiding out from. Not just you, but anyone. You're missing, you're actually, you, we can actually use uh, a bad relationship or, or a job to miss, uh, to miss the reality and the completely open dimension of what our life actually could, you could say it this way, could be if we didn't fight with it. If you fight with it, you're coming right back coming right out of the 13th century into 2019, and you're gonna pass out of this one and come right back up in uh, whatever the year would be. It may not even be a year. It might be in another realm altogether. There are countless realms, more than likely. So just don't, don't do anything with it. It's difficult because the self-centered mind, the ego mind wants to know, and it, and it will tell itself, it will give little mini lectures. Well, you've got to find this out. You've got to do this. You've got to understand this. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. You know, the only way you can figure this out is this way or is this way. Constant uh, propaganda that will uh, that will that will substantiate, isolate, and protect the ego, which is which is unreal. So therefore, the, the protection you're actually protecting. Uh, of space. It's always about awareness. Yes. What's happening when we're fine with not knowing the answer, knowing we can't trace it? (coughs) 
So I, um, I might could say something about it, but I might need to know more about where this question's coming from. Well, just if you are curious about something that's not a tree or a buffalo, that's much more complex. And like you said, you know, you can get to the third level, but getting to a point where you just know that it's untraceable, it's not that the curiosity goes away, but you just... That sounds good. I'm not, not going to know the answer to that. That's is a that, question. Is that ignorant? I wouldn't... I don't, you don't need to know what it is. Keep going. I guess I'm not sure what the question is then. I think my question was, what is that when we get to where it's just, I, it's mean, a, I guess the word that I would think of is like when you just accept you're not going to know the answer and you're totally fine with that. So the totally fine is extra and you're not going to accept, you're not going to know the answer is extra. Back way up, back right into the situation that you didn't know. Just a way of talking about it. You can't really do that. But I'm saying just don't, don't abandon the awareness or something that arises in it. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm saying you, you can actually be present and not have a clue in the traditional sense. You can actually do that. It's possible. Yes. Um, Unless you're this guy. He's going have trouble with that. I want to reclaim my Shoto question thrown back to Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reclaiming question. <laughs> Can we can we ask what is it to the question of what is it? What? <laughs> At some point, does the question go into the question itself? Like, what is it? Say more. Say more. I'm just wondering. At one point, does that question have to fall apart too? Yes, everything falls apart, and and nothing happens. If it falls apart and something happens, then it's not really falling apart. There's something, some some area where there were a little safety area over here that's still supporting the whole thing. He's asking, what is that extra? You mean what he's doing? Uh, no. No. Different. Okay. <laughs> Well, you pointed out, uh, uh, but, but for Raquel's question, when you were saying, uh, I'm, I think she, she said something like, uh, I'm fine with that, and that's that's extra to say, uh, yeah. to ask what is that, and I don't know what that is, and I'm fine with that. These, I don't know what that is, I'm fine with that. You said these things were extra, but to just ask the question, what is that, is that extra? Uh, if, if you, if you just say, what is that? And then, uh, and no, no addition, no aggression, no, just, just an inquiry. There's a little bit of curiosity there, but not a lot, no demand. Uh, you could say, I'm saying there, there's just a, a willingness, uh, not a commentary on the willingness, like that's what I was uh, pointing out to Raquel, but just, a just a willingness to, to not have it your way to not get your way, to not know, to not totally, not understand in the conventional sense what is actually happening. Have no screenplay for your life. We were constantly telling ourselves who we are. Have you guys noticed? Constantly, I'm this, I'm that, I'm a wife, I'm a, I've, got to, I've got to stay married, I've got to get, I've got to get divorced. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got. 
It's all over the place. And it's, uh, uh, it's obvious to, uh, might be more obvious to those around you that uh, love you, hate you, uh, or don't care to actually what's happening than it is for you, for you to see it. But uh, you may not, you know, you may not give them permission to say something about it. Joseph? Is strategy abandonment of awareness? So I think it, uh, it's a good question. I think it depends on the intention. Uh, what are you intending to do? If you have a strategy, what's the intention there? So, I mean, uh, uh, if you have a strategy to, to make sure you, a strategy is like, I'm going to have two alarm clocks, otherwise I'm going to miss sitting tomorrow. That's a strategy. You know, or you can, I mean, you know, somewhere where you're trying to, of course, look at the, what I'm talking about is meditation, which is what I want you to do. But it could be anything. Some, something that's very simple like that is there's going to be some of that happening. But it's about a, the awareness around that, so it doesn't get carried off and into some kind of uh, you know uh, internecine warfare around your personality, your life, your family, your neighborhood, or whatever it may be. It's very difficult if there's a lot of uh, difficulty coming from someone else or some other area for it not to hook you and draw you into it. What are, mm -hmm. what are those hooks? Well, it would be different with everyone. Some some people are have very very little uh, uh, jealousy, but but have a lot of uh, uh, tendency to feel uh, to be what, what's the traditional way is uh, their self esteem is kind of shot, so they they get really hooked by any kind of uh, anything reflecting on them that rug, kind of rubs it in how they're worthless. Maybe they were told that at one time. So there, there's so many different ways those hooks can show up. Mine was uh, early on, and I'm still there, is uh, impatience, anger. It hasn't, hasn't really gone anywhere. It doesn't have the kind of the, the, the boil over point that it did have, but it's still there. It's not, I've not gotten rid of anything. Otherwise, I couldn't teach. I, if I had gotten rid of things and become a better person and less aggressive and more what, holy or something, and teach out of that kind of fabricated personality, which some people can do because they have the charisma to do that. I don't have any charisma. And if I do, you, you're making it up. I'm not. You're projecting it onto me. Everybody sees somebody something different up here. If you get all got, if I left and y'all wrote down a description of me and on a piece of paper especially if you wrote it in Sanskrit. If you all wrote out, everyone would come up with a different idea because you're projecting. Unless you said, I think he's the Buddha. <laughs> I'd probably give you a pass on that. Yes, sir. What is the difference between being a part of and taking refuge? In other words, you mean part of the sangha, or yes, exactly. Well, you can people who take uh, the idea of taking refuge is to do it with a preceptor, with someone who is a who is a, a in the lineage, who is a teacher in the lineage, and to do it with that person, uh, it, it's it's helpful to the lineage. It makes you part of a family uh, because it's official, and 
in the in the conventional sense, and also it means something to you. You in our, in our sense, we saw Roxu have a name, change of name. In this uh, uh, sangha, we actually I require I wouldn't fight someone over it, but I want people to use their dharma name, at least in here. They can lose, use it anywhere. Some people, I think, uh, uh, Sanho changed his name legally to his dharma name. Uh, help. Uh, he needs to do that. I don't think he don't have to, but he, he wants to really make sure that that is as strong as he can make it. But it's not wrong. You can you can just attend to. It's up to you to do that. I, I would not interfere with your karma. I mean, I'm here. If you ask me what to do, I'll tell you. But if you tell me what you're going to do, I'll say, oh, yeah? When are you going to start? I'm getting in my helicopter tomorrow. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> so I, I respect people's uh, karma. I respect what people do. Some people I would like. I would like, if I had it my way, uh, I'd have everybody move here. Everybody become monks. And everybody practice the rest of their life until they go back into the elements. There isn't anything else but this. If you think there is, then you'll live in different ways, and, and I'll, I won't abandon you. I'll, I'll follow you anywhere. Yes. Except that one place. I'm not going to, where is it? Oh, Missouri. I'm not going there. <laughs> Here's a question <clears throat> online from Zach. What or who communicates enlightenment if not the self? What? What or who communicates enlightenment, if not the self? If not the self. I, I don't have a clue. Probably the self. A lot of concepts there. And, and you know, it's, there's just too many wrinkles in that. I don't have that big of an eye. There's too many wrinkles in that. I'm saying, what I would say if that person at... Uh, if I, if I respond to the question I think they should be asking, which is what I try to do if I have permission, and I don't often have that, I would say, sit down in front of a wall and look at your mind and do it every day. And sp sp spend, go, uh, spend, uh, do lots of what I, the, the term I use is block sitting. Do spend several times a month sitting down for four hours three hours, four or five hours, and sit, sit down, hold still, and watch what's moving, because that, that length of time, it's nothing in a whole day, 24 hours. You still have four hours left to, you know, give your neighbors a hard time. But that's what I would say, train, train your mind. I mean, that, train your mind, not that that will help you answer that question. You might find that that's not really a very good question. That's very circular. And if there were a scholar here, which there is not, uh, they would love to answer that for you. Mm -hmm. Because that those concepts would draw them right in, and this is what they've been practicing. How to think in circles that look like straight lines. I love scholars. We have a couple of them teach here. Well, yes? Would you say meditation is not communication? think of it as communication. It's receiving. You sit down and receive. Whatever arises, receive. Whatever arises, receive. Just receive. Just, it's just receiving. You're giving everything your attention. It's, it's the practice of generosity. It's the first, it's the first paramita. Dana paramita. 
Sounds like a good question. <laughs> I'd really like to hear what that is. You're working on it. Is there a big table with lots of parts on it? There's nothing. That's the problem. There's nothing? No. Well, that's your mind. Whatever your mind is. Whatever's happening, that's your mind. Q? Untraceable sources. Is this pointing at impermanence? Is it what? Impermanence. Yeah. It's, it's just basically dependent origination. You can't, there's not a single thing anywhere that's, that has its own svabhava or the self. Everything is without a centralized situation. It has, has maybe has some, some dimensions in space. It's something. And, and some things are pretty complicated, human being, but, there, but there's, no, there's no central thing happening there. It just looks like it. Even a squirrel thinks it's somebody. With all, all the help I gave you, Shoshi. How do you know that a squirrel thinks it's somebody? You still don't have a serious. <laughs> <laughs> even, even artificial intelligence thinks it's somebody. What's that? new movie out there that seems so like that. There's a woman who's a, a robot that seems so real. I can't think of the name of that. Ex Machina. Uh, ex, ex Machina. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty um, way away from the squirrel situation. We'll stand and dedicate the merit in the back of our champ books. I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes in the hallway. We appreciate and rely on your financial support to help us here. You may also contribute online through PayPal. Penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Sick or suffering and fill them with light. 